On today's episode, Chana is sharing with us her reflections on another year of pandemic parenting school-aged kids. As a warning, we would like you to know that we will mention the recent tragedies affecting the communities of Uvalde, Texas and Oxford, Michigan. If this is something that is sensitive to you, please skip ahead past our main introduction about five minutes. Thank you so much. Welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Doula to Doula, where we talk about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and the doula life. I'm Exie Bueller, a certified labor and birth doula and childbirth educator. I'm also a licensed and board certified massage therapist and owner of Tringle Touch Birth and Women's Wellness. My co-host is Chana Vaughn. Together, we're going to help each other grow, give each other support, and see how we apply our doula skills to everyday life. We hope you enjoy the show. And what an interesting few years it has been. Pandemic parenting, as they call it, at its finest. Yeah. I do have to say, like, it's been over two years now, which time just really, really flies. And I can't even believe how fast time has gone by and the days of pre-pandemic schooling. Like, I don't even remember those days. Like, what, what even happened? I don't even remember those days anymore. It's been so interesting. And my kids are still virtual, which is a surprise to me as well. I'm surprised. I can't believe that I've made it through two years of virtual schooling with kids in different grades. And now we're approaching um, kind of this fork in the road, I guess, as my daughter is going to middle school. And my son is still in elementary, so they won't be in the same school anymore. And that's going to take some adjusting. So interesting times for sure. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. changes. Um, I remember when my kids went to different schools, but it was a completely different. It feels like a lifetime ago, which in a way it was because my kids mm-hmm. are in their mid to upper 20s now. Mm-hmm. But it also feels like a lifetime ago in that life was so different. That was pre-pandemic. That was, um, you know, it was a different time. The concerns Mm -hmm. that we had as parents were in some ways in its infancy to what you as parents of school-age children now have been dealing with. Yeah, it's a tough time to um, parent for multiple different reasons. There's a pandemic and then recent school shootings have also made it very difficult. And I just have to say my heart goes out to all of the families that have been impacted by this most recent school shooting, as well as all the ones in years past. It it just, it does not make being a parent easy at all when you Mm -hmm. have to worry about your children and the safety of your children and a learning environment. That, That just adds another layer of concern. And that's one of the factors my husband and I were considering what to do in the next school year, whether we will send our kids back in person or keep them virtual. It's it's such a tough decision. We want them to be able to have access to their peers and have kind of like that real school experience because it builds on who you are as a person, who you become. And it's really nice to have like that camaraderie of your peers in person. You're able to just build relationships a little bit easier than you are virtually. So it's just a tough, it's a tough decision to make. And the pandemic added one layer, school shootings add another layer and safety Mm -hmm. and things like that. So yeah, it's just, 
it's a lot. <laughs> it definitely yeah. is a lot. I remember when my kids were little sending them to school and being concerned about school shootings, but mm-hmm. um, it was still fairly removed mm-hmm. from where we were at that time. And this year, this last school year, it, it came to our home front here in Michigan with mm-hmm. Oxford. So, yeah. and I know a number of my clients were, you know, personally affected. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good for us to just take a moment and acknowledge what all of those families and communities are experiencing right now, um, mm-hmm. because it is a terrifying prospect. It is, it is, it, and and not just for the families, for educators as well. You know, I think I have a lot of friends that are educators, and it has always kind of been one of those. Um, under-recognized professions. And then when you add the layer of safety for yourself and safety for the children that are under your care, that is a really, that's a, that's a load to carry. So to the educators out there, families of school-age children, um, my heart is with you. I, I understand the fear of, of all of the above. And it just, it just really makes me hope for better days ahead when these things won't be hopefully an issue or worry. It's just troubling times. You know, we think COVID, okay, we have vaccines and we're kind of moving past and in a point and yet the cases kind of rise and then they fall again and mask mandates and then they're dropped and they're back again. So it's just this roller coaster of events and emotions and Mm -hmm. reacclimating yourself to what is now normal and what should be normal and what shouldn't be normal. Right. Right. So interesting pandemic parenting. It's yeah. Buckle up. You right. don't quite know what you're going to get. <laughs> right. Right. And so we're not going to belabor that, that point. Um, although it certainly do, deserves to be dissected and, you know, okay. evaluated, but that's, that's not our intent today. We just wanted mm-hmm. to take a moment and acknowledge that because you do have school-age children, and what mm-hmm. grades did they graduate this year? Just a week ago, which is why we're late yeah. on our <laughs> podcast episode. Part, right. Partly it was there, it was the end of the school year, like when, mm-hmm. when we were getting ready to record, and I was like, oh man, it's the end of the school year. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember how crazy that was when my mm-hmm. kids were in it. But of course, we haven't actually connected in a while. So I wasn't sure what your end of the school year looked like. So yeah. tell us what grades your kids graduated from to start with and what those last couple of weeks looked like with with Yorley graduating. Yeah. So Yorley is heading to middle school. She just graduated from the fifth grade. And Harper is going into the fifth grade. He just graduated from the fourth grade. So now I have one of my children that's kind of at the top of the class being a fifth grader. I remember when they both used to call the fifth graders like the big kids, the big kids. And Yorley now, you know, going into junior high and now she's a sixth grader. So she's going to have to adjust to being kind of the the new kid on the block and, you know, the underclassmen. And it just is so interesting. So she went to fifth grade camp. She was so excited about that. It was one of my core memories, even though my husband never went to fifth grade camp. I thought, I really want her to go. I want her to see what life is like without 
the parents and everything and just have that experience. And she loved it. She did archery and they went canoeing and just like all sorts of different things that she was able to explore and kind of further. Uh-huh. Back up a minute. Fifth grade camp in a pandemic. What was that like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, my <laughs> memories of fifth grade camp, it was, was one thing. I mean, we, we had well water in the whole shebang, but I can't even imagine because you, you mentioned at the top of the episode that you've kept your kids virtual. Yes. So what was it like to let then like send her away to fifth grade camp? Oh, it was uh, nerve wracking to say the least. And we went back and forth. Like, will we let her go? Will we not let her go? I felt, I felt like she deserved to have this experience regardless of the pandemic and but also knowing that her school is very they are aware they are cautious you know they had to wear masks on the bus to the camp they took COVID tests prior to departing they had policies and procedures in place to try to keep as much distancing as possible the school buses weren't completely full you know just lots of different things that made us ultimately feel comfortable and leading up to that I I gave her COVID test myself just to make sure you know I didn't if she had it and was asymptomatic I didn't want to send her Um, and I also didn't want to get her there with all of her belongings only to find out that she tested positive and couldn't go so I did everything in my power to keep her isolated prior to and keep myself you know isolated as, as much as I could so it was it was really interesting. I'm really glad that we let her go, though it mm-hmm. ended up being just such a highlight for her. And I had like our family members write her letters. I remember not receiving a letter at camp. So I really wanted her to receive as many letters as possible. And so we mailed them off and she got she was she received them while she was there. Just fantastic. She had such a great time. And and Harper was really um he was not so thrilled that she was able to go away for a week <laughs> without oh. him oh, <laughs> while he no. had to do school. And she, he just couldn't, she has a free week during the school, the school week. I just, he was so upset about it. And they kept reminding him next year, it will be your turn. You'll get to go. So, right. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was interesting. And then she had her graduation and one of my siblings that lives in another state happened to be in town and able to come to the graduation in person. So that was fantastic. So end of the school year, very busy. Right. They had field day. They had an end of the year party camp. I mean, it, it like, it like you recall, it's nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it almost sounds like it was like a, a little bit of a hybrid end of the year for you where you were doing like what virtual classing at home and then she was getting involved in the extracurriculars and the outdoor exactly. activities that they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we felt comfortable enough to let yeah. her do the outdoor activities and and really kind of see some of her classmates in person that she had mm-hmm. primarily seen virtually throughout the school year. Yeah. Did Now, did she express any kind of like mixed emotions or I've heard some people say that their kids have have done really, really well with the pandemic and staying socially involved. And then others, it has really been difficult for them. So did she have any anticipatory issues that she discussed with you, especially about going away? Or was she like, it's been two years. Bye, mom. Oh, I definitely got the bye, mom. She was ready to go. I initially had signed up to be a camp counselor, like volunteer to go with her. And then we had a very mature on her end conversation where she just said, you know, mom, I really don't want you to go. Like, I love you, but I would prefer if you didn't go 
and I really want to have this experience on my own. And I like, I just looked at her and I had to process. And then I thought, you know, that's fair. That That's fair. I will let you go without me, even though I really wanted to go with her. And looking back, I'm really glad that I did. I, her teacher or Harper's teacher was in her cabin. Okay. Since they're in um, what they call in tandem, they had different teachers, but they shared the teachers for different subjects. And she was fantastic. She sent me pictures and videos and updates. And like, it was, it was almost like I was kind of there in a sense. So that really helped ease any worries that I had. But yeah, she decided she wants to do this on her own. And I have a feeling that this will not be the first time that we have a conversation such as that. So I had to kind of grow up <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit in my parenting and realize I'm, I'm reaching that next, that next tier. So things yeah. will be continuing to evolve. <laughs> yeah, it's it, I, I remember those, those moments. And you're right. I think that that is the biggest thing about parenting is when when you become a parent, you're you're signed up. And these kids are going to grow and they're going to become individuals and they're going to have their own thoughts and their own opinions and their own minds. And mm-hmm. we want that, right? We want to foster that. But then when it comes back on you in that way, it's like, wait, no, I'm you're not right. ready yet. <laughs> Yeah, it it is definitely an eye-opening time. And in addition to this being a core memory for her, I hope it will also be a core memory for me. I mean, I will really, I will never forget sending her off to fifth grade camp and the conversations that surrounded it. And I also, I'm open with my kids and I tell them, you know, hey, I've never parented someone your age before. Mm-hmm. This is new for all of us. So I'm figuring it out. I have the wisdom having been your age before. I've been your age before, but I've never been a parent of someone your age before. So uh, we're we're learning a little bit together. And surprisingly, they respond to that very well. They'll come yeah. to me like, mom, this is new for me. What is new for us? What did you think when you were this age? Or what happened when you were this age? Or what did what kind of experience was it for you? And while knowing that they're kind of creating their own way as well. So it's, it's, oh, it's, I love have them having their little insight. It's been really interesting to see their personalities continue to develop. That's exciting. That's, mm-hmm. That says a lot about the relationship that you have with your children, which mm-hmm. is very, very positive. And it's wonderful to watch from afar as your friend. Um, yeah. But it's really cool to have that inside, you know, so thank you for sharing that. That's mm-hmm. really what a your daughter's such a lovely I mean, she's such a lovely young woman. And I do have to say she's a young woman now. She's not a little yes. girl anymore. Yes, she is. Oh, it's so crazy. She's almost as tall as me. We can share shoes and some items of clothing. Like, I'm like what is going on? It's just, just it's blowing my mind. I feel like yesterday she was just a toddler and today mm-hmm. she has opinions and some of them welcome and some of them not Mm -hmm. (laughs) that oh that balancing act (laughs) yeah yeah when they're when they're little those nights and those days seem so long you know Mm -hmm. when you're trudging through midnight feedings or daytime diaper changes or clothing changes for the fifth time because they've spit up or they've spilled or whatever but when you get to a certain point you you start to realize that the, the years are so short they're mm-hmm. so short. They go by so quickly. Okay. So yeah, wow. you blink and then you get to this just different stage. I, I have ultrasound pictures from both of my pregnancies with them. And sometimes I look at them because it reminds me of being in that moment, being pregnant. You do not know what your child is going to look like. You love them so much, although you've never seen them before. 
when you kind of imagine, oh, what would it be like when they're in this grade or elementary school or middle school? And now I'm at that point. So it is really kind of, for me, therapeutic to look back mm-hmm. and to see what that journey has been like. And I always tell, whether it's friends or family, clients, whomever, that my favorite part of pregnancy was just those last few weeks when you're so close to meeting your baby, you don't know what they look like. It's the only time you will ever like not have seen them before. Mm-hmm. And that love is just overflowing. That is all, it's just such a special time. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. I have to say this, this fifth grade graduation thing is, an, is mm-hmm. new to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I've seen it happening over the last, you know, maybe five or 10 years of friends of mine, but it wasn't something that was big when, when I certainly not when I was growing up and not really when my kids were growing up either. I know my young, my eldest had a preschool graduation, which was adorable. And they had mm-hmm. little caps and gowns and all of that. But then three years later, when his brother went to the same preschool, it was just like a fun kind of carnival like day. They didn't mm-hmm. do the whole graduation with the little diplomas and all that. So what what was fifth graduate fifth grade graduation like? I mean, does it take a little bit away from what might be high school graduation or no, I think in my experience with this particular school, because I don't remember having had a fifth grade graduation for myself. I just remember being glad that it was the last day of school and right. summer break and going to a different school. Um, but they did a really good job of making it special, but not making it like the high school graduation experience. So they didn't have caps and gowns or anything like that. They did have their name called up and walk across the stage. And I was actually surprised that the in tandem students were invited to the in-person graduation. So they kind of split the classes and split split them by name so that the ceremony wasn't extremely long and to reduce the amount of families that were in the gymnasium. So that was really fantastic on the, the school's part. But it was it was wonderful. She has the commencement program with her name in it showing, you know, she graduated from fifth grade and she got this little diploma, which is super cute. And they had balloons and the principal and did a speech. The teachers did a speech. It was a really nice program and it wasn't extremely long. Then we did family photos afterwards outside and it was it was fantastic. Harper was sitting there. They were giving out awards for different categories and then the in-person teachers had decided to do this. So every time they would announce an award, Harper would say, well, Yorley should have got that. Well, Yorley, Yorley's good at that. Yorley should have got, I just thought he's the best Aww. little cheerleader. <laughs> that is so precious. Yeah. <laughs> he was offended that she didn't get some of these oh um, awards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's move on to Harper. So Harper graduated yes. fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yes. Okay. And so what was his year like? Did he have any big milestones like Yorley did? Harper surprised us. He has a hard time kind of staying focused. Mm -hmm. And so remembering to turn in schoolwork at times was a little bit of a struggle, although he is extremely intelligent. And he had kind of like this light bulb moment of realizing, like, if I do my work early in the day, then I can have free time the rest of the day. He is very wise when it comes to how he spends his time. So we had a conversation. All of a sudden, he started waking up like early in the morning, like four, five o'clock in the morning. So he had his me time before the family woke up. Then he would start on his schoolwork. He would do his school meet, figure out what the rest of his assignments were, finish those. And like he'd be done for the day in like midday. 
done with all of his work. I'm impressed. I wish I could do that. And he had all A's, straight A's. He just turned into this really, really dedicated scholar. And I really hope that that sticks with him. And he's excited to be in the fifth grade next year and to continue the momentum. And he he blew me away. He really did. He blew me away. I think being in tandem really kind of clicked for him Mm -hmm. this year as opposed to last year when he was still trying to figure things out. Right, right. Would you say that the mindset of everybody was a little bit more solid? Mm hmm. It seems like yeah. from my memory last year, it was like the staff and the school districts and the government, yeah. they were still yeah. trying to like work it out. What do we do? How do we handle all of this? And mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of talk of kids falling behind and, you know, and all of that. And and so do you think that that is what has made the difference that we're just kind of settled into the pandemic life? Or do you think it was like his age and the, you know, discovering that he's a morning person, apparently. (laughs) I think it was a little bit of both a healthy mix of the two. We did switch their schools. I believe it was last year. Now the time is just blending in. But we did. We switched their schools from one to another. And I think that helped a little bit being able to have more of a fresh start. So hopefully that, you know, kind of helped him figure out what exactly who he wanted to be. He was able to determine more who he wanted to be. In addition, we did, I feel like everyone has kind of settled into this routine of the pandemic and we're able to wrap our heads around it a little bit more. It's not as new as it was before. So I'm curious to see what the next school year will be like for him as a fifth grader. And yeah, he is still a morning person. Even during the summer, they've been on summer break for a few days now and he still wakes up early to get things done. So hopefully I can be more like Harper at some point. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Did they go back at all? Did you test the waters at all this year with in-person learning? Or did you, because of last year, just said straight up, we're sticking with one and that's the path we're going? Yeah, I just, there was a point throughout the school year earlier on when both of the kids were kind of struggling to get back into a routine where I did consider Roy and I talked and we thought, okay, well, maybe we'll send them back in person and see if that kind of helps them focus a little bit more and just gives them a different perspective. But they never did. They never went in person. And I think they're starting to realize the benefit of both. You know, they, they miss their peers and Yorley having gone to camp, she can see how nice it is to have friends and, and things like that. But Harper is able to see like, oh, wow, you know, I can get all my work done early in the day. I can play video games or go outside and ride my bike. And then I can get on that afternoon meet, the last meet of the day. And the teacher will tell me all my work is done. Good to go. I'm on for five minutes at that point at the end of the day. And then I can have the rest of my afternoon. So he sees the flexibility that comes with being in tandem. Okay. So does that mean that they're not doing Zoom classes? I'm so they out do. of touch with it yeah. all. It- <laughs> yeah. So they do. They do Zoom or they use Google Meet, same mm-hmm. difference, but they do have Meet virtual with their teachers. Um, they have a morning one that is that actually the entire in tandem school. So then they have updates and things like that, um, announcements and what's going on for the day or the week or if there's anything important coming up. And then they have their classes. So they'll do like ELA. And then math and science, social studies at different times, but they do have a break in between them. So they're not on their meet the entire duration of the school day. It's kind of broken up. 
and in between they can do their they can stay on sometimes if the teach if they need help from the teacher if they have a question but it's like work time for them okay okay wow the, to my mind that sounds extremely complicated but <laughs> yeah it felt like that at first <laughs> <laughs> but it, it seems like you guys have it down to a science so Maybe you've already discussed this. Maybe it's still up in the air. What does next year look like for the Vaughn family with schooling, do you think? Next year is tricky for multiple reasons. You know, we sold our house at the end of last year. So we've been in a rental since December. And we don't know, you know, we're looking at homes and trying to figure out this market is crazy, as everyone is aware, interest rates are rising, as everyone is aware. So we're trying to figure out what does the next step look like for us. So we actually don't know. We don't know what district we'll be in, what area we'll be in. We we are still figuring it out. And I think we really would like to have it resolved before the beginning of the next school year. But we're also happy to have this little bit of a break to kind of you know, regroup and figure out what we would like to do. So we don't know right now. We, we, it's, it's a mystery (laughs) to us. (laughs) Wow. I I gotta say our listeners can't see you, but you (laughs) are like the image of all calmness for my view. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the calm before the storm probably. (laughs) Yeah. So right now it's like, oh, you know, we have some time to figure it out. Now come late August, I probably like, actually, oh my gosh, what should we do? <laughs> we don't know what to do. <laughs> so right now I'm like, then, oh, you know, school just got out. I have some time. So yeah, we will see what the next school year brings. And, you know, we're kind of toying with the idea of sending them in person or maybe even having to send them in person, mm-hmm. depending on the school district, because I don't know if all of the school districts are still offering the virtual in, or in tandem as they were for the past couple years. So it's going to take some research and we'll have to know what direction we're headed in before we can kind of start looking into things. So, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to, to come back and provide an update at some point on how things actually uh, pan out. Yeah, that that's a really interesting point that I hadn't thought about. I kudos to all of you parents out there of school age children, because for those of us who aren't in that sphere, it is so foreign The the things that you're talking about having to consider are so foreign in my mind, because that was never an issue raising my children. So, wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's a lot. It is. It is a lot. How do you feel about the last year? Did your kids, it sounds like they really did make lemonade out of lemons and you did did too. They followed your lead, which is fantastic. Is there anything that you look back on that you're like, wow, that really was a big school year fail on, on our part or on the school's part or? Nothing specific. We had a lot of change over Mm -hmm. the past school year. So if anything, I feel really proud of the resiliency that they've displayed. We've sold a house, moved to a different city. I did a job change. Like we have had, there's been a lot to kind of overcome. Mm -hmm. So I really am just proud of the way that my kids have handled everything. I do say because of my job change, it's been a little bit harder to stay on top of them as far as, you know, did they get on their meets? Harper has for sure been late before. 
because he was watching TV. <laughs> so, you know, just some of the things that um, you just, you try to oh, to find a way to overcome. But mm-hmm. then they set their own alarms and they, so their alarms go off a couple minutes before they have to get on their meet and they handle that. So we've just had to be flexible. Mm-hmm. That's a reminder for me. I'm someone that likes things, likes to know what's ahead. Mm-hmm. And so it's a reminder for me that we can't always plan everything or see the outcome. And our best kind of survival skill has been adaptability. Yeah. So let me ask you this hypothetical question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that your kids learned or developed certain personality traits because of the pandemic situation that they wouldn't otherwise have had if they had it as easy as my kids did back in the day where, you know, you get up, you go to school, you do your work, you come home and homework, and then, you know, every day is the same. Mm hmm. That's a great question. I do. Yes and no, I have to say, because they have it pretty easy being in tandem. You know, they're not in the school the entire day. They don't have to focus the entire day. So they get a little bit of a reprieve in between their classes where I don't recall having that. But also they I think they had to be a little bit more self-sufficient because it's their job to get themselves on their meets because mom is working and they had to mature a little bit differently than they may have in an in-person setting. On the flip side, they didn't have to deal with any bullying. They didn't have to eat cafeteria food or bring their, you know, just like different moms helping with, with lunch and breakfast. So they, it's, it's really, it's kind of strange to yeah. see the differences and, and, and good, it both there's pros and cons to both, I would say. Mm-hmm. So just navigating how to make the cons kind of work for our family has been yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I have to say that I am absolutely amazed. I have heard a lot of my clients who have had children in school. A number of my clients, I have to say, I have a fair number whose kids were not in public school. So they actually never really did do a shutdown or a switch to virtual. So their lives kind of progressed along the same path. But then I have other clients who for sure kind of did this back and forth thing and had to face a lot of the decisions that you've had to face with children of different ages. And I Mm -hmm. have to say that I am absolutely amazed as a parent of adult children, having gone through the school years and just the normal challenges of those school years, watching how all of you have led with grace and like you said, with flexibility, teaching and modeling that, that for your children, I'm in awe of the parents of, of this, the last few years who have had to dealt, deal with this. So just hats off to all of you because I am impressed. Thank you. Yeah, it's to me, it's kind of when you go through things that are tough, when I look back, it's almost like a privilege because it gives you um, an insight and a resilience that you may not have had otherwise. So I'm, I'm, although I'm not grateful for the pandemic, obviously, I'm really grateful for some of the lessons that I've learned. As someone that likes to control things, it has helped me to see that not everything is within my control. I have to be okay. Um, I will be okay if I just continue to do my best and put my best foot forward. And that's what I'm trying to teach my kids as well. Things in life may not always pan out the way that you have expected them to. But you have to give yourself grace at times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to ride the wave. You don't know what the next day will throw at you. It really, that proverb of not worrying about tomorrow because each day has its own anxieties has never been truer than it is now. Yeah. So it's like, 
okay, you know, we don't know. I, I've seen like all sorts of viruses popping up, monkeypox, and just like all sorts of things. So I'm like, we don't really know what the next school year will bring or, mm-hmm. you know, what the next pandemic will bring if there is one. But we do know that we have survived to this point and we have lived to, ta- to tell the tale. So we all we can do is, is be grateful that we have made it this far and know that we can overcome any hurdles and obstacles that get in our way next year. So it's like, I feel very optimistic at this point. Well, that's beautiful. That, that is truly beautiful. And I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. And, you know, in a way, when I think about it, I mean, parenting in and of itself, it's like a roller coaster ride that you just don't see where the turns and the mountains are until they happen a lot of times. And my, like I said, my kids are adults now, so they are definitely independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still like wanting to seize that control. I, mm-hmm. I think as, as parents, when we, when we have our children, you know, thank goodness they come out completely dependent on us. Yeah. <laughs> it, their independence is gradual, even though, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it feels like it happens, you know, very quickly when you, when you really think about it, they, it is gradual. And, and so for all the new parents out there, just cherish every moment, every, mm-hmm. even when you're feeling your worst with your little one, if you, and this is what I tell my, my clients when I'm teaching the newborn class, your babies, your newborn babies really just need four things. They need love. They need food. They need to have a clean diaper and, you know, some clothing that's appropriate for the weather. If you can give them those four things, all the other bells and whistles and all the stuff that you put on the shower registry, none of that matters to that baby. If they can get all those four things, then anything else is, is, you know, gravy really. But, um, but yeah, thank goodness that we only need to fulfill those four things to begin with, because Mm -hmm. as they get older, like you said, Yorley sits you down and says, mom, here's how it's going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Yeah, of that because you ra- mm-hmm. you want to raise an independent, self-assured person mm-hmm. who is comfortable and confident in speaking their minds, especially mm-hmm. a female, especially mm-hmm. a female of color. You want her mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And you did it. And at the same time, you're like, no, I wasn't ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, I really, those traits are great. But I don't don't use them on me, you know. Right. It's like right. that. This is oh. not in my time frame. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it just it's one of those things that teaches you to um, be in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think as, as for myself as a parent, I kind of was just wishing for the next like phase. So when they were newborns, like oh my goodness, I can't wait till they can sleep through the night. They sleep through the night. Oh my goodness, I can't wait until they they can crawl. Oh my goodness, and I can't wait until they can walk because they're crawling. Oh, I, I can't wait until they can do this. Oh, and they go to school, it'll be different. Oh, and what you know, you're just kind of wishing yourself into the next phase of parenting. There is something to be said about being in the moment, being mm-hmm. present. What I'm going through with my kids right now, I will not go through these this exact same scenario with them again. This is the first and the last time. So I just have to make it a moment for myself. And I have to pause sometimes and realize that I'm not raising a miniature version of myself. My my children, Yorley looks like me, Harper looks like Roy, but they are not identical to us. So they will have 
feelings about things that I may not have had. That's been a very humbling thing for me, by the way. It's like, oh, no, I liked that. You don't like that? You're like, especially with clothing. No, mom, I don't like dresses. I don't like this. I don't like that. You know, like I I like, you know, just different things. Or mm-hmm. And then I think, like, oh, my goodness, she's so different than I am. And, yes, she is, and that's okay. She loves to get her nails done. She loves to get her hair done. She likes to hang out with her friends. But she doesn't have to follow in my exact footsteps her past may be a little bit different than mine is and and I have to be okay with that. So, oh, parenting will put you in your place very quickly. (laughs) It does. And I have to say, I don't believe that when my kids were your kids age, I had that level of wisdom. So anybody who's listening, whose kids are younger than Chana's, grab hold of that wisdom. I wish I'd had that wisdom. I look at my kids now as adults and they are, they are wonderful, wonderful men. And I'm so, so proud of them. But I look at them and I go, Ooh, I really messed that (laughs) up when they were X, Y, or Z age. And man, if I could just go back and do that again, how would that have impacted? Of course we can't, we can't, we can't go back. We only, we do the best that we can Mm -hmm. with what we know at the time. And I certainly did not know much when I was raising my kids, but, um, fortunately looking at the, the end result, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful men. And I'm so proud of them, but yes, you have a wisdom that it took me a couple more five to 10 years to get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that is, that's what makes parenting so complex because there's different things that you learn at different stages of parenting that may have been more useful at another stage of parenting. So it's all about like the ebb and the flow of, of things. And I have to say, Roy, he also helped me kind of come to that conclusion to just, you have to parent the person that they are. Mm Mm-hmm and not the person that you anticipated that they would be, remove that expectation. His model is to be the person that you needed growing up. Mm. And that kind of helps give you some of that reflection, like, okay, what did I need growing up? And how can I implement that for my children while remembering that our children have not gone through the same experiences that we did? Yes, their life experience is completely different. In every aspect, their life experience is completely different. So some of the things that may have been beneficial to me or to Roy may not, our kids may not need that skill or they may not need that certain reassurance or they right. may not need. So it's just, it's so, oh, it's such a dynamic sort of experience to go through. And and I have benefited 10 times over from being a parent. I think it has made me a better adult mm-hmm. and a better individual, a better employee, a better friend, just kind of seeing, it helps me to approach people in my life that are grown where they are mm-hmm. and not necessarily where I expect them to be either or even where they expect themselves to be. So it just, oh, it's such an amazing experience to have being a parent. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And on that positive note, Chana, I congratulate you on getting through Thank another you. year of pandemic yeah. school year <laughs> parenting. Again, we want to think about everyone who maybe struggled a little bit more for whatever the reasons may have been large or small um, Mm -hmm. over the last school year. Certainly, I know that you had your days. 
Oh, for sure. And, (laughs) you know, we're, we're doing a little social media highlighting, I think with this and and talking about mostly the good things, which when you, when you really look back on, on parenting, hopefully the good days do stand out um, Mm -hmm. in greater number than, than the difficult days. But, um, Mm -hmm. but we don't want our listeners to think that it was just easy as pie. Oh, no, it definitely was not all sunshine and I'm rainbow. I'm sure tears sometimes. were shed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the tears were shed. The conversation, Roy and I were like, we have to talk about what we're going to do for this next step. There were huddles and freakouts and just everything in between. It definitely was not a linear sort of journey. There were all sorts of different <laughs> different things that went on along the way. But once you overcome those things, that's how it got me to be where I am today. Seeing that, okay, days where I felt like the lowest of low, I can survive that. Days where I felt like, oh my goodness, Harper hasn't turned in any of his assignments this week. He missed three meets. He was, you know, sitting on the couch, binge watching like Pokemon or something. And oh, but then he he finished the school year with straight A. So it's it kind of makes the sweet moments even sweeter to have experienced a bit of the sour. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great, a great outlook just in parenting in general, you know, is to shoot for, shoot for balance overall, you know, um, yes, definitely enjoy the moments, but when the moments are not so enjoyable, mm-hmm. it's, it's not indicative of your parenting as a whole. Mm-hmm. We all have those moments. We all have mm-hmm. those moments where we break down and we think, why did I choose this path in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when you look at the overall and you have those, those days where you see all of the, all of the lessons that you've been imparting to your children, not just from a, from a school point of view, but a life point of view, mm-hmm. and you see them actually applying them and becoming these really amazing humans. It's a beautiful thing. So man, all the parents out there who have slogged through and are mm-hmm. continuing to do so those who ended with great fanfare and excitement and cheers and those who maybe ended with a few tears mm-hmm. all of you guys deserve pats on your back because parenting is hard oh my goodness yes <laughs> it is it is definitely hard but it can also be very rewarding so it's about Absolutely. you know taking best job take- Yep, best job. The highs, the lows, the good and the bad. When you look back at it, you can survive all things. So my my hat goes off to all the parents, the in-person parents, the in-tandem, new parents, experienced parents. I mean, oh, what a wild, wild ride it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, I think I would like to put a special kind of shout out to the parents who are also teachers and educators. Oh, yeah. Because they've got double duty. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can't Mm -hmm. even begin to imagine how that Mm -hmm. must have been for all of them. So if Mm -hmm. you are an educator parent, you get an extra. Yes, bonus points go to you. (laughs) All the bonus points. (laughs) Educating other people's children. Mm -hmm. I can. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely takes a special personality to be able to do that. It does. And so I must be missing that gene. Enjoy your summer vacation. All of you educator parents who are now only having to deal with your own children. Yes, yes, for sure. May the summer be long and wonderful for you. Right, right. So and you too, Chana, I hope that you guys have a nice, relaxing, enjoyable summer. I know the weather here, summer is official in two days, I think. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have another 90 degree day 
Ooh, doggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. How are you handling yes, yes. that heat there? Um, you know, I I am trying not to complain because like you said, we do live in Michigan and we had snow and was it April? I believe oh, we had word. snow. And so I promised myself I would not complain about the warm weather and I am holding myself to that. <laughs> Yes, because before long, we will be back. At, I, I, I actually came across a picture I sent to a friend in New Jersey two years ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. She was talking about the snow and the temperatures there in New Jersey, and they were significantly warmer than we were. Mm-hmm. And so I sent her the picture of the temperature on my car, and mm-hmm. it said minus two. And then mm-hmm. the message that I had attached to it was, by the time I got to work, it was reading minus five. Mhm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So those days. So I will take yeah. the ninety degree heat. I will not complain. Well, I will try not to complain, and I'm just going to ride it out because before we know it, we'll be back in winter, and we will be missing the sunshine and the outdoors activities that are so much fun in the summer. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ride the summer wave for as long as it lasts. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, well, to everybody out there, happy summer. Enjoy yes. it. If you've got kids, then enjoy the break from school. If you do not have kids that are in school or do not have kids at all, then just enjoy the summer. Yes. <laughs> all the way around. And with that, we will see you in a few weeks. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of Doula to Doula. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app.